Kia ora, kia ora, kia ora. Welcome back to the G Witch Show, episode number two. Number two, baby, yes. Made it past episode one, onto episode two, and here's to many, many more. Now, I've just had an awesome weekend. As you can see, got my pretty nails done here. Went out on a little daddy daughter date on the weekend while we had a few hours to kill. Got some lunch, went and got our got our nails done she even picked the colors for me and i think they look great i'm gonna hang on to them for as long as i possibly can and then on sunday i took my boys down took my sons down to sydney for comic-con blew their minds blew my mind absolutely incredible can't believe it's taken me like 35 years to go there i've got to get back there next year now before we get into the episode i also want to address this wonderful comment here that i received from the ginger ninja so i want to address your particular pato there ehua your particular question about why am I seeing this? Why am I seeing this? Well, the way that Google works, the way that YouTube works is usually when you start looking up things, you start typing things in, it actually starts to learn what you're interested in, the things that you like, the things that you wanna see. And then what it does, it takes bits of content that you might like, that you might like, sticks it in front of you in the hope that you'll watch it you'll stay on the platform and you'll stay on youtube even longer so it either means one of two things in my opinion you've either a been looking up something to do with maori the term maori te reo maori aotearoa all of those sorts of things because you're a keen real learner you're keen to learn about our culture or you've just got a fascination with our people or alternatively you've been doing some searches around handsome men with dark skin and green eyes i hope it was number two okay moving on to dal hoodie hoodie looking at news stories looking at things from around the world looking at what's happening online at the moment and i saw this great headline from newshub.com how learning tereo maori is the doorway to understanding traditional maori knowledge when i read this when i read this article man all I can think of is sustainability. It's a language derived from the natural world. The literal whakapapa of our language, of our reo, comes from the natural world. Man, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. Okay, this next story, Māori leaders divided over NZ becoming a republic. Now, I'm not going to play the video in case I get slapped with the copyright, but jump over and check that out online. And I think this is probably a conversation that's happening in many countries that are part of the Commonwealth now that the Queen has passed away. This conversation about becoming a republic, separating from the Crown. And the issue here that's raised in the video is Māori leaders being divided on whether Aotearoa should become a republic. You know, Te Tiriti o Waitangi was signed with the Crown. And so if there is constitutional reform associated with becoming a republic, will Māori rights become watered down? Will they become dissipated? Will Māori be worse off being a republic? And this final piece, this is something I saw on TikTok, which I thought was really interesting, really cool and worth showing. Shout out to the creator here. And I see a lot of videos like this where people are typing words into these AI generators, artificial intelligence, and getting the AI to reproduce what its inter interpretation of these kupu are based on what it has learnt online. And these are Atua Māori being typed in, the, the particular names typed into the AI generator and this is what it's spitting out as an artwork. And I think it's 
it's pretty damn cool. Now obviously there was no particular tikanga, kawa, purako, like really particular that's related to any of these images. I understand it's, it's literally the word being searched by the AI generator online and developing this artwork based on what it can find. So uh, on that basis I wouldn't really take any of these images as being completely authentic but they're a cool representation anyway. Uenuku, oh man, full of rainbow chat. Okay, our kupu or te wiki. This week, I'm feeling kind of healthy and feeling a bit more energetic than usual. So, I thought I'd come up with a kupu related to kai, that being raho puru, which is the kupu for avocado. Raho puru. Now, we can break raho puru down into two particular words. We slice it straight down the middle. We've got raho and puru. Now, puru is the equivalent of bull. Yes, those big bovine creatures that go moo, have the big horns, often rather cranky, puru. Now to go on a little bit of a journey to understand what raho is, we kind of have to think of what's something that may have to do with these avocado fruit, these big black egg-shaped things, and bulls. Have you guessed it? Yes, those big dangly bits that hang off a bull, look like a couple of avocados hanging down there, swaying in the wind, Raho puru, that's where that word comes from. Raho puru, avocado. Our Harikoa highlight this week comes from Matilda H via the 30 day self based Te Reo Māori course. Nice easy steps, I understand more with this course. I'm a bit slow but learning so much. Easy to follow, learning a lot more and progressing regardless of the speed. You're doing awesome Matilda, thank you so much. Kia ora. Our pause for pronunciation today comes from the vault. Check out this language lesson. Kia ora, I'm going to introduce you to a concept called the two T's. Now the reason it's called two T's is because it relates to two T sounds and those sounds happen to be T and two. Now when we combine the T sound with A, E, E or U, the A, Te and To have a softer D sound. Meanwhile the T and the two use a sharper T when we say, when we pronounce the T. So our grammar lesson for today, we're not going to go, go jump onto the screen and screencast and go over anything in particular. Today's grammar lesson is more about a mindset, it's a way of thinking, it's an approach if you will, that we can take to learning Te Reo Māori. And it's particularly useful to someone that is perhaps a little bit shy, shyer than normal, um, doesn't quite like the pressure that comes along with it but is still eager to progress and it can be really useful if you're someone with young children even pets okay stay with me as to why pets would be useful in this situation and before I actually go into what the idea is I'm gonna preface it as to why you know what the actual problem is which is leading to why we should take this particular approach. And to preface this even further, I've recently spoken about this on my TikTok. It's called the, what I've termed the grumpy parent strategy uh, because it's a strategy that it kind of reflects when it's, when it's implemented, it can reflect what a grumpy parent might do. So if you think of a situation where you've got an opportunity to have a conversation with someone in your new language, in Te Reo Māori, 
and you've gone out and you've learnt some grammar, you've learnt how to say particular questions, and in response to those questions, you've learnt some responses, only some responses. You know, think of it this way: I could ask you, "How are you?" and you could respond a hundred different ways to me. Now, in general, when I ask someone, "How are you?" they're generally going to answer in maybe two or three different particular ways. So, as a new learner, I might learn how to say. How are you? And then I might learn some basic responses. I am good. I'm okay. I've been better. I'm sick. I'm not feeling well. And so when someone responds with those particular sentences, I know what they're saying, and it makes it really easy for me to continue the conversation with a great, without a great deal of pressure, because I've asked a question that I understand, and the response back I understand as well. Now the challenge. Can be when you ask something and someone responds with a response that you don't know or that you don't understand, and that can put a lot of pressure on you because now you're on the spot going,、uh, "Hang on, I I thought I learnt all of these, but whatever that response was, it's not quite there in your head." So a way for new learners to get around this is to implement. The grumpy parent strategy. Now, if you think about what a grumpy parent is doing, they're running around the house, they're telling people what to do, telling the kids, do this, do that, go there, come back, don't do that, leave that alone, don't touch it, put it away, bring it back, go and set the table. And if we think about this type of dialogue, it's all one-way communication. They're all commands. They're all instructions. We're telling someone what to do, and this is why I said it can be good for if you've got pets. You know, we often just tell our pet what to do: sit, stay, come here, leave that alone. Very similar to having young kids. Maybe there's something in that. And so, this grumpy parent strategy is really based around focusing on one-way dialogue that you can utilize at home, that you can utilize in the fudge. You're learning basic commands. You're learning commands that you use on a regular basis. I want you to grab a pen and paper and sit down and think about the top five things that you say commands. That is on a regular basis to your kids. And then what we can do. Is go away. We can translate those. We can find the translation of those, and we can start saying them. We can start implementing them every day. And if they're things that we're already saying on a high frequency, we've then built in the opportunity to say these things on a really, really regular basis. And it's not only great for us. Who is learning? We get to use our deal quite a lot. It's also great for our kids because they're hearing it more often than maybe for learning how to say some other things that you don't say so frequently. So they're hearing it often as well. We're starting, we're starting to build a little bit of a cycle here. We're starting to build language that we're passing on to our kids. So eventually, as our dialogue, as our ability, as our skills does him do, does do. Improve. We're setting ourselves up, us as in our family. We're setting ourselves up to be able to speak and have a conversation and have actual dialogue in Tadel Maori. See, as a grumpy parent, if I'm dictating, if I'm telling my kid what to do, there's really no right of response. They don't have the opportunity. I'm not giving them the right to respond in a particular way. I'm just telling them. That's the end of the conversation. All right, my facado for this week is something that has come up over the last few years. It's sort of a realization, and it has to do with the type of people that are wanting to learn Tereo Maori, that are coming from a space of not knowing to wanting to know. You see, when I started this kopapa, I would meet lots and lots of people, and I kind of just had this assumption in my head that. 
Everyone wanted to achieve a level of fluency, like they wanted to become fluent in te reo Māori. And so I was really focusing on them and, and, and getting to a point sometimes where I'd become quite frustrated when I felt like I was hitting a bit of a wall in helping people at that, in that they weren't doing as much as I thought they should be or they could be. And I eventually came to this realization that there is, there's, there's kind of two groups of learners. The first group is the people that I was thinking about, the, the people that I had in my mind, which is the people that want to become fluent. They, uh, they're on this sort of lifelong journey of learning and they eventually want to be able to speak with people, have regular conversations and, and eventually go off and do you know, all sorts of thing in, things in their life that are, are based around te reo Māori and te Māori. And I realised there's a second group of people and those are the people that they're kind of like the curiosity itches like they're, they're they're interested it's like they're kind of peeking through the window and they want to learn more and more about the culture uh, learn more about the language but they're not necessarily the people that are on that journey to you know trying to achieve fluency i think an analogy to kind of explain this might be a poor analogy would be that of you know when you're at a party and there's like you see those big groups of there'll be like a big circle and people will be jumping in the middle and dancing well i'd kind of think of the people that are on that journey to fluency they're the ones that are you know they're jumping in the middle they're doing the dances uh, you know they're they're in the trenches so to speak they're they're constantly pushing and pursuing to to learn te reo maori to a level to achieve a level of fluency but the people that are kind of there you know, they're, they're here wanting to learn out of curiosity they're kind of the ones that they're at the party, they're standing on the outside, but they'll never jump in the middle. They, they want to be involved enough to feel like they're part of a community. They want to be able to be part of the experience. They want to be they want to be with the people, but they're not necessarily chasing a goal of trying to achieve fluency. And so for me, it was a, a really big realization that hey, you know, not everyone wants to be fluent. Like that that's kind of the the long and short of it. Not everyone wants to be fluent. Uh, I found particularly people from overseas that are expats to New Zealand or interested in coming to New Zealand. Like they are really really curious to the point where you know, they want to learn some of the basics of grammar, they kind of want to see the language comparative to, to English, for instance, or their native language and, and see how the two compare and, and, and you sort of get insights into the culture. They want to be able to say hello, use some basic greetings, introduce themselves. And in doing so, you know, it really does help elevate people to a point where they, they feel comfortable in the language, they feel more comfortable in the culture, they might feel more comfortable being able to meet a Māori person if they understand a little bit more about their language. They're almost involved for a level of appreciation. You know how you hear about those such and such appreciation club? It's kind of like that where they don't want to go all the way but they, they, want to, they want to be involved enough so you know they feel like they're connected in a certain way. And I'm not saying that either type of person is better than the other. I'm not saying that if, if you are someone that is on this journey to learn more and understand and appreciate more about the culture, that is fantastic. If you're someone that is wanting to, to reach a level of fluency and you're learning all sorts of, learning more about all these different areas in Tao Māori, that's awesome as well. There's no right or wrong answer. The whole purpose of me sharing this with you is from my own personal experience that I kind of, I looked at everyone as wanting to be fluent 
and I realized that, hey, not everyone wants to be fluent. And for you watching at home, you know, I'd, I'd suggest that, you know, maybe think about where you sit in those two categories. And I'm not saying you have to box yourself into either of them, but, you know, you might sort of start to see where you sit and that might start to shape which direction you go. Okay, moving on to our Fakatoki. Oh my god, this book is huge. It's heavy. We're going to check this one out. I've only got two hands. I don't have Okay. Hutia te kauri ite itinga ano kataya. If you want to pull up a kauri tree, you must do it when it is little. And the description says the 19th century petitioner to the New Zealand Parliament used this proverb to indicate that for Māori to learn English efficiently, they should be taught when they are young and pliant. Then they would soon acquire European knowledge and education. Now, I think this is a, a really interesting proverb. I, I think it's interesting in the sense that you can probably flip it around the other way as well. You know, it talks about that to learn English, a tamariki should have been taught early. Well, you could probably say the same about learning Māori, learning any language. When you start them earlier, the earlier you start them, the easier it is going to be. But having said that, that does not mean that it is impossible to do so when you are an adult. It might be harder when you're an adult. You might not have as much time or resources to commit as an adult, but you have the free will, you have the capacity, and I'm sure if you're watching this video, you've got the desire to go out and learn. So please don't let that hold you back. Yes, it would have been easier to learn as a kid, but you can't change that now. All you can do is make a decision from today to go out and learn. Well, thank you so much for checking out episode two, the tuarua of the G Witch Show. Plenty more to come. I reckon you'll see a few snippets of this video around social media. So please keep an eye out for it. Please hit the subscribe button if you haven't. Uh, and let me know a comment, even, even if it's a comment like Ginger Ninja. If you don't like this show, hell, I implore you, if you don't like this show, if you don't like listening to me talk, if you think it's like watching paint dry, carpai. Let me know anyway. And that's another language lesson to add to your kete of knowledge. Hey, could you do me a favor? If you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any other player, could you jump on and leave a rating and a review? When you do, it helps awesome people just like you, people that are starting out learning Tareo Māori to find this show even faster. If you want to catch up, I'm always hanging out in the Starting in Tareo Māori Facebook group, so you can jump over to Facebook, search that, and we can catch up there. And one last thing, if you're ready to get started, if you're looking to take a more formalized approach to learning Tareo Māori, you can check out my self-paced course at startingintareomaori.com forward slash self-paced course, or you can check out a link for it in the description of this episode. And that's it from me. I'll see you on the next episode of the Starting Into Real Māori podcast.